0: I was born ready con welcome back to the not to mention podcast we just got done with our daily zombie apocalypse training retinue uh, first mondays leg day Mm-hmm. it's my um, favorite zombie training day yep leg day then tuesdays we have chopping off the heads of dummies day yeah that's important you gotta be accurate you gotta be Mm-hmm. You know, the, the angle of the sword is important. It's got to be enough force behind it. You, know, you want to make sure you sever the spine. Yep. Uh, Wednesdays, calisthenics and parkour. There's also a clinician for double tap on Wednesdays as well. <laughs> <Double> yes. <tap. laughs> and, uh, you know, then obviously we have uh, Thursdays where we practice running from slow moving objects. Yeah, I'd be honest. I I don't keep up too well. It's
1: still a struggle for me. Well, this is why we do this, right? We're get, I'm getting We're preparing.
0: Back. No, for real though. Half I, the time it looks like you guys are just running away from me. The inspiration for this bit, I literally I I googled it and I found a plethora of actual training programs for post-apocalyptic zombie workouts. Of course, it's a real thing. This
1: is something we. We, did you not hear about the virus <laughs> did, did you not hear about that the t-virus the like oh, resident wow. evil yeah well, i mean i
0: was i mean i was referring to the other one but oh the the c-virus we yeah. won't say it yeah, we won't everybody it. knows that zombie games and zombie television are really just the government's way of getting us ready for the inev- inevitable inevitable Indubitably, inevitable, indubitably, inevitable, indubitably, inevitable, indubit, inevitable, indubit, inevitable, indubit, inevitable, indubitably, inevitable. So the second topic that I had in mind is that, um, as you boys know, I have been playing Ghost of Tsushima a whole bunch, and the developers of Ghost of Tsushima have been made, yeah, honorary ambassadors of the island of Tsushima. The developers of the game? Uh, yeah, two men in particular. And they're their
1: honorary what? Ambassadors of and tourism. Ambassadors of tourism, oh.
0: They just nailed it that good? Well, uh, it's bought tourism to the island. Oh. So, it, on such a large scale that they thought it necessary to... The mayor of Tsushima City made the lead developers... uh. Honorary Ambassadors. So if you've been listening to our podcast, uh, or if you're a friend of ours or family, it's well established that we're downright nerdy. We're uh, we're nerds. 100%. Uh, we've also talked about how we think pretty much everybody is a nerd in some way, shape, or form. In their own way. Uh, but with the fan base for comics and superheroes kind of exploding right now, it's become more and more apparent to me that that is you know not very far off base Um, particularly uh, a little story that I heard from Tiana Paris who is playing Monica Rambeau in WandaVision her mom is like she's become a fanatic of WandaVision and Wanda in general to the point where she's like getting on fan theory forums and like, you know, speculating about fan theories Taking and stuff. Like, him. she knows who Reed Partaken Richards is now. now because of the whole, like, Reed Richards Easter egg. Huh. Uh, and, you know, she's excited about Fantastic Four being part of the, possibly being part of the universe and kind of spinning the water wheel of the Marvel Universe in her own right. Yeah. And uh, Tiana Paris at one point was like, you know, what about Reed Richards and all of that? And, you know, she was like, oh, uh, yeah, we're past that. She's like, we? Who's, who's we? She's like, all the, all the people I talk to on our forums and oh stuff, all, our group, you know, we're kind of past that theory. You know, that's it's, uh, that's old news. And so, like, she's really just debunking theories. Well, and diving and, into yeah. it. it yeah. It's and, great. Well, and Deborah Jo, uh, I guess, like Kitty from
1: uh, That, that 70 70s Show, show. Yeah. When she uh, had mentioned in an interview that her great-nephew was like basically like i'll disown you if you don't take this role yeah for yeah. WandaVision, vision like <laughs> dead set like you have to do this
0: <laughs> <Ding>. <laughs>
1: die hard fans huh
0: but uh yeah i don't know with recent events being kind of uh a catalyst for this episode we've decided that it's it's the right time to
1: uh, we've wanted to do this for so long yeah we we we've, we've wanted to talk about superheroes and comics We've been for, looking for an excuse to do this episode like, for a while. We would have done it day one if we could like if we knew what we were doing and we felt more comfortable. I think we all would have just gone for that day one.
0: <laughs> it's also important not to define ourselves as any certain kind of podcast because we want it to be uh, accessible to everybody, but now is the time. It's it's superhero time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Not To Mention Podcast. I'm Colin. I'm Ryan. And I'm Josh. And today we're talking about superheroes. Superheroes. Oh, yeah. Comic books. Comic books. I love it. Yeah. Comic books, cinema. Graphic novels. What have you. All of it. All of it. (laughs) Uh, Good place to start would be cinema because of all the stuff that's going on lately.
1: Well, yeah, and everybody knows the Avengers. I mean... I I don't even think anybody who isn't even into like comic books knows what the Avengers is. mean they do now, yeah. X-Men. I mean uh, even probably even when the Incredible Hulk movies that they did started coming out. I mean there's been so much popularity brought to like every corner
0: of it it seems like we're kind of stepping into a golden age of superhero cinema. Yeah, um even Watchmen which isn't even a part of like dc or marvel necessarily right sure or you've got uh umbrella academy yeah i think there's a lot of good uh that's dumb. independent that, comic that books being up. made into tv and film right
1: now i, I don't want to say written but maybe co-written by the lead singer of my chemical romance i did know
0: that yeah yeah Which is pretty and fascinating. now it's there on netflix like um but it, it's become a really kind of perfect environment for Making great superhero movies because all of the people who are getting involved in writing and directing these movies are the people who were fans of comic books when they were kids. Right. Grew up. And grew up seeing the, the, the of... crappy versions of these movies that people right. tried to make that, you know, they probably thought, oh, I could do so much better. And now they're getting that opportunity. the Batman's, you know? I feel like we can count on them to do right by us as fans and, you know, do right by the comic book heroes themselves yeah, they definitely strive for that i think i mean everybody
1: you don't want to be the guy who fucks it up no um, that's for sure yeah. if you've got to pop at it there's definitely like a track record for just like being shit on if you're the guy who fucked up a superhero for the fans oh yeah they will not forgive you for that one no, never yeah. it's it's like the world of star wars and everything too i mean yeah people same are with so that so critical man mm-hmm. yeah
0: they, I mean, they they have a certain uh, expectation. Definitely high bar. High bar, because there's a lot of there's a lot of backstory. There's a lot of lore involved with a lot of that stuff. There's a there's a, in multiple universes where it comes you know with the
1: go ahead and say it. go origin stories <laughs> origin <laughs> stories yeah you know I love but
0: that you shit. know I mean there's a there's a lot of um expectations set by a rich history yeah. of you know comics and superheroes that people want you to live up to i mean you could go down a rabbit hole on wikipedia looking into marvel or dc and there's enough material there to fill a college high school or not a college high school but a sorry. college high school no, a, college. A, a college history book college high school what like, for, it, it's like a KFC, Taco Bell, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's there's uh, so much depth to the worlds that they build that it's almost kind of boggling at sometimes. Yeah, but you know who the person is to tackle that?
1: John Favreau. Yeah, the dude who's already been killing He's it. He's the man. So many years, dude has just been killing it. Introduction to like to the real marvel universe the iron man you know like dude
0: killed it and he's responsible for a lot of the stuff that's going on in the star wars universe right now particularly the mandalorian um i'm and beyond that i mean elf the (laughs) amount of dedication that he put into that movie and making you know the heart that he put into that movie yeah you know some people like elf some people don't but uh, regardless of how you feel about that movie, there was a lot of passion that went into making it and making it right and making it a timeless Christmas classic. Yeah. Thank God the world has that man. Yeah, and of I mean, course, and, and of course, he takes the people the same who approach help towards his, you know, book movies and TV and and even Star Wars, you know, Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah I mean, the list goes on. The guy is he very wants these to be prolific. You know, he doesn't want people to be speculating on whether or not we can just scrap the last bit that somebody did you know like oh those last three films were crap can we just say those aren't canon and make some new ones right. now like those are legacy uh, you you don't want to be that guy and uh, you know quite the contrary you want to be the person who makes something that is iconic right. and they definitely did oh, that he, he plays a great character in his
1: own movie too he plays the assistant for uh, Robert Downey Jr Iron Man
0: oh yeah yeah of course yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: and he's a uh, given spider-man his suit and shit later on and yeah he in the does a fantastic years. job
0: yeah he's a great character goofy um but you know uh the the continuity that they put into these films uh the 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 fact that it's basically the largest continuous uh cinematic project ever it, it's just Fascinating to me. Right. It's not something you thought and, about as it was happening, as these movies were being released, but right. then all of a sudden it's like, holy crap, this is becoming something pretty fucking when huge. When you have these people who like nitpick everything, as we already like suggested or talked about,
1: like they're just looking at every little detail. It's almost like they want a reason to bitch at these people. Like they're like they want a reason to be like no you fucked it up i could
0: do better i mean you know i'm not gonna lie i'm guilty of that i will poke holes in a movie all day long while i'm watching it it's kind of a a um a pastime of ours really is to is to just tear things apart especially a bad movie
1: i have a lot of fun with that yeah but they marvel pays such close attention to so many little details and i mean obviously there's things that fall through the cracks but uh i read just recently um They have a character, uh, an extra, that played in Doctor Strange. You can see her behind him while he's, like, training and learning. And then uh, in Avengers uh, Endgame, she's actually in the full fight scene, like, the whole, you know, the whole ending battle scene. They actually, there's, like, a shot of her in it. Like, they've called extras
0: back they've called back people that yeah. like supporting actors with really minor roles are still they're making sure that those people are still a part of the universe because right. they've been seen well, and the interwoven scene is it, like the the scenes where you have these uh you know interwoven characters is very interesting to me but i think honestly I, i'm not really sure um why but But even um, with books and things, you know, a certain continuity to something, you know, you've got, um, say, like Spider-Man, you have like three different versions of series of Spider-Man that have come out and none of them are, there's no uh, connection between any of those series. Um, And the fact that they they take something and they just kind of, right. Unless they do a Spider-Verse, which would be sick. Sorry, keep going but you know the the fact that they're able to take this um, kind of series of movies and and interweave them together well, over a span of time that i mean so much time me, at this point to me i think of uh, when we first saw planet of the apes uh, that movie blew my mind. I thought it was such a cool concept. And I was kinda young at the time, so you know, easy to impress me, I'm sure. But I remember it getting over and being like, Man, I wish that wasn't over. Right. You, you want know? more. Of I that want world. more. And you that's what's awesome that about the Marvel cinematic universe is there's more. There's
1: always yeah, more. There's it's always not. more. Over, well, you know? and I actually just noticed today and I don't know how long it's been this way. Um maybe you've seen Clicking Through Disney Plus, uh, but they actually have it right now where you can watch like marvel cinematic universe phase one phase two phase three like in categories for you and it says like phase three and four and then it even has uh watch mm-hmm. it in the timeline so like you can watch it they've uh, got all of them chronologically, yeah, listed chronologically for you ordered there. for you to watch it as it goes and th- like it's just ridiculous how well they're trying to you know, like make sure that people have the opportunity to see the way that it's meant to be right. seen well,
0: as a story. And I feel like they're staying true to comic books in that sense, too, because that's just how comic books are. You've got all these superheroes are jumping in and out of different story arcs and sagas right. and stuff. Also, in these bigger series of movies, you know, you, you also have um, kind of parallel to this. You have the Star Wars that is also on Disney, same format, and they did the same thing. Right. Um, I myself kind of recently not over the span of 24 hours or anything but I did go through chronologically as Disney posted it through the series and mm-hmm. watched them one by one for Star Wars and it doesn't surprise me at all that they have Marvel right. done that way thing. too but that is a that's an endeavor yeah. and maybe one day I will tackle that to just go through Oh, the and, MCU. and do it yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's lot of... Uh, that's a commitment.
1: Well, That's in, a lot of couch time. Yeah, and, and like we've been saying, that it's never ending right now. And so we've got all this stuff that's coming out, which, again, that's why we're doing the episode right now. But we've just gotten done with WandaVision. And they've got uh the Falcon and uh Winter Soldier coming out on uh, it'll be the day after this episode drops. Right. And then you've actually got uh DC's releasing the Zack Snyder Justice League cut, which is coming out the you know, same day as this. So And that's he, a four hour long Justice if you League have cut. HBO Max. Today. Oh, go uh, check out. I I'm not gonna go any further. Just in case I don't wanna cease and desist, right? um but yeah and then, so wandavision just wrapping up
0: was beautiful awesome it was fantastic awesome. like ryan and i were awesome. at a couple of points just jumping up and down so- out of our chairs like screaming oh, like, no. cheering so it was beautiful every bit of it i haven't felt that excited about a television show since game of thrones easily. and this guy this guy josh this asshole yeah Still. Still hasn't me. watched hasn't. it. Hasn't. Every time I we've turned it watched down, it. I think you got through three episodes, and then every time since, it's been like... Look, they're good. I'm not going to talk shit. That's definitely not um, at all where I'm going to come from in all of this. I will not talk badly about it, because I have watched a few episodes Dude, with you guys, so and they were good. all good. It's okay, so, good. so I'll be the first to admit, the first two, three episodes are p- kind of difficult to get through. They are, but at the same time... The more you find out about
1: this show, well, then I know what's going it, it on. It makes
0: like I'm not a an uninformed, you know, right. uh, okay, observer so, coming into this. I know by the, the end of this story, conversation. By the end of this conversation, I am convinced that you will be pretty motivated to, you know, go and actually watch it tentatively. Well, there, I, um, I, a uh, statement against hype, I suppose. It, it seems like when all of these uh, big shows come to... And I do eventually watch them. You know, like Breaking Bad, I even watched a bunch of that. And it was good. And But I have a, a kind of um, protest. Yeah, but why? It's superheroes. I, I'm not sure. I can't tell you exactly why. You're like, oh man, I love superheroes. I love that well, they're bringing it to life. But I can fuck understand. that shit, I don't want to watch it. I can understand the feeling of like, you know... People are b- blowing this out of proportion. It's not as good as they're saying it is. But as a comic book fan, I got to tell you, there were a couple moments in that show that just gave me goosebumps. Dude, by like, the it end was, of it, it, was, it all made sense. Everything worked. That's, that's beside the point. I'm not going to convince you by telling you about the right. show. I don't want to spoil anything. But what yeah, we're going to no tell you here. about is their fucking dream team. Hey, can I
1: just say this real fucking quick? No fucking spoilers on this show. No, Ever. Man, never. Never ever
0: unless it's Ghost of Mars we'll spoil the shit out of yeah. that because that movie sucks. yeah, <laughs> the movie was fucking awful.
1: but for the most part, no fucking don't worry never I will not don't don't turn don't turn it off worried we're about to tell you everything. We're, no, not fo- gonna No do fucking that.
0: spoilers no spoilers. Uh, I hate people like that. So WandaVision had <laughs> a pretty awesome dream team of people working on it, particularly uh, Jack Schaefer. Uh, or Jacques Schaefer, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing her name, but uh, she's the head writer, and she was called in and asked to read all of the source material regarding Wanda and Vision, which is a fucking that's awesome a huge job. Task.
1: It's an awesome job, but that's a big task. Big task. There's a lot of material um, there.
0: <laughs> and then on top of that, you've got Matt uh, Matt Shackman, who is the director, and he is kind of like this, uh, the way they described him was like a Swiss Army human yeah. he was just perfect for the job and that he had worked on sitcoms um as a child star. as a child star he yeah. had worked on sitcoms like as a director Pains and stuff he apparently was a child um, like he had worked on those he's okay. he's also worked on big blockbuster movies i can't remember yeah, any of them that they mentioned uh one of them might have even been a marvel movie or something i yeah. can't remember yeah. but uh he's uh he's basically done everything that he needs to do to be prepared to take on this wacky idea, wacky concept, yeah. and uh you know he himself said it. it was almost not believable that he found something that that was that catered to him, that was that perfect right, right. for him. uh And then you've got my favorite part, Kristen and Robert Lopez, who are the composers. Right, they wrote the music for the 50s, 60s, seven, You know the
1: different time periods. So they
0: came up with this little motif. Meh, 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 meh. Yep, and bah, 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 bah. and they use that motif throughout every single um theme song that they wrote yeah, in some down way and, like, played that
1: lick and she was like that one yes so they kept it in every so like the
0: 50s one is like you know a slow wandavision bah, no. bah, bah, bah. and the sixty one one is 60s one is great it's like wandavision wa- wandavision, WandaVision. <laughs> and it's just it's so much fun they fun. used it throughout every and every uh, they era. did a fantastic job of Nailed really it. like you know studying those eras and the different things going on in those eras to kind of bring everything to it. Yeah. Uh, just I mean not even just them the entire team in general. Um, but as far as actors go, you've got Paul Bettany, who we know <laughs> yeah, originally night's from A Knight's Tale when he <laughs> yeah. played yeah. the uh, bum. You know who yeah, the was, gambler, the caller, or the <laughs> yeah. crier, or whatever for the uh for the Sir yeah. orrick for Ke- uh, Keith Keith Heath Ledger, yeah, yeah, yep. Keith Ledger, Keith Ledger, yeah, <laughs> um. it's his cousin. But I mean, that was a fantastic role, and I hadn't even really made that connection until Ryan pointed it out to me a couple of days ago. Like, oh my gosh, I think gosh. Josh might have even. Might, I think I'm gonna let you take the, the, yeah, sure. the trophy on I'm that Yeah, whoever it was. Anyway, I'll take that. (laughs) And then obviously you've got Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda, who does a fantastic job. Kills. I mean, she's super into that role, which is obviously, I mean, who wouldn't be? Yeah, and
1: and it was funny, too, because the the internet exploded finding out that she was, uh, you know, related to the Olsen twins. Yeah. And she does talk about being on set with Full House and how, like, doing these sitcom episodes really like brought everything full circle
0: for her yeah having grown up Man. around. Speaking that. of sitcoms, you got Deborah Joe from that seventies show. Right. Kitty. Fucking Nails it. Nails. Out of the park. Fantastic job. You got Katherine Hahn, uh, who plays the like nosy neighbor yeah. and she is absolutely hilarious. But beyond that her character has a lot of depth that oh. really kind of comes out and shines throughout the series. And it's it's fantastic the way that everything comes together. Uh Tiana Paris who plays uh Monica. Monica Rambeau. Um this is kind of a another testament to the power of fans and, and you know, the way that fans make these things great. Uh Tiana Paris was chosen by fans as like uh their their choice, yeah. their actor of choice for, for Monica her. Rambeau yeah. years ago. And she eventually went in and did an audition with Marvel. Um They called her back and told her she got the part, but they're super secretive about everything. So they wouldn't even tell her, her, you know, her uh, role's name, her character's name. And uh, I think she had to ask her agent. No, she she actually went to her agent and was like, I think I might be Monica Rambeau. Wow. and she was super excited about that cuz she had already looked into Monica Rambeau years ago and found out that she was a badass and that and she was like yeah it'd be super cool if I was her and then years later like that actually mm. happened and that mm. is pretty freaking cool well, uh, and you know you have that excitement like we had mentioned earlier like you've just
1: joined this family like pe- actors are always so excited to get added into the Marvel universe in any way they can because it's just such a huge project it's such a huge family thing well right? and the opportunity for permanence is there too right. you, you can become that even character. as extras like we were saying like yeah, these people are getting right. like jobs right. to
0: come back interwoven and, into yeah. other things yeah, yeah you never know it's a fantastic concept uh the we're, set we're design sure. for the early episodes was super old-fashioned and vintage as possible to make the audience feel like you know they were at an uh, old they had a live audience live audience for the first couple of episodes real quick
1: i just want to even think about this so when i found that out with having a live audience like it's marvel huge fucking secrets that's like having a live audience for a star wars episode like you have to have that on lock dude there's nobody can say a fucking word about what's being filmed how do you vet those people like, how do you what, yeah. are you, what are you doing to sit down with them to be like, what's your credibility? Why am it's I letting be you in? people who aren't super fans. Something like people that. People
0: who aren't fanatics, maybe. I have no idea how you. But yeah, they had a live audience. You can be sure. And they even. Well, went, and obviously legal ramifications. Right. Well, and they went Clearly. as
1: far as to uh, the crew dressed up uh, to fit the era as well. So, like, the cameramen were, like, dressed in
0: 50s outfits and, like. Suspenders okay. and top hats and everything. They had old wooden chairs for the audience. They had era-appropriate lighting. lighting yeah. Old-school special effects like fishing line for floating objects when Wanda's using her magic. And camera tricks to make stuff disappear and reappear and stuff like, like that. They, they really did it as a full, real sitcom. And it, all the actors
1: talked about how cool it was to get to utilize something like that. Because it's not something that they ever thought they would do. It's not something that yeah. happens all the time anymore.
0: I... Definitely felt in the few episodes that I did watch that certain kind of reminiscent, and not that I was alive during the 50s, don't get right, me right. wrong, but, <laughs> but there was also, much more of that it. syndication on TV back when I was a child, mm-hmm. when I was younger, yeah. and you don't see that much anymore. Yeah. And to get that feeling again, you know, of watching something like, it really had a and, and know, really nice nostalgic, nostalgic yeah. feeling. Yeah. Yeah, Especially really the like the, uh, what would that have been, like the 80s episode, or maybe 90s, that was like a rip-off of Malcolm in the Middle for the theme song. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Oh, I loved that. Yeah, they had the maybe girl from Riot Girl. Yeah, yeah. The original song. Uh, it was such a great theme song, yeah, and did it like was... That. I dig that. Mm-hmm. It was very reminiscent of Malcolm in the Middle, big time. Yeah, and I mean... What's I don't know. If, if we haven't convinced you at this point that yeah, you should watch go it, watch it. For anybody, anybody listening, I don't know what else to say. If you're not keeping
1: up with Avengers, I understand it's kind of a little hard. If you like not, Josh and you thought the first two episodes were really boring, just push through. It's super good. Um yeah, but with everything coming out uh that, you know, that just wrapped up and so like I said tomorrow uh, for when this episode comparatively uh the timeline, uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to be dropping, which I don't really know a whole lot about what's gonna be coming up and happening it sounds like uh mainly speculation on uh anthony mackey's character falcon taking uh taking over the role as captain america okay i did look into a little bit of it uh the the bucky the the best friend the winter soldier guy uh he did actually take over as captain america at one point in the comics as well so they both have a role of playing captain america at some point which is interesting um
0: i'm not gonna lie it's not one that i'm like super excited about
1: i'm not super jazzed up about it but honestly they crushed wandavision so hard like i'm not worried like i know i'm gonna watch it i know i'm gonna love it it's probably gonna be a lot better than i expect it to be yeah i'm not huge on the falcon it's it's one of those things like you know let's uh you know when you think ant-man with paul rudd like who's the one avengers in that who's the one character they got Falcon. Yeah, that was he was the one guard in the base. Like, that was yeah. the guy. That was the one you got. I'm not trying to rip on Anthony Mackie or anything. Well, but... I
0: tend to be more of a fan of the kind of underdog superheroes anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, I just, I... I, I'm not a huge fan of his personality. It's not even anything against Anthony Mackie. I think he's probably a decent actor. I just don't. You don't like the way the character's written. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, yeah his his overall like presence and attitude just doesn't really click with me for some reason or another
1: yeah i I can see that i mean i like i said i'm not a huge fan either so i don't know what it is maybe that's it in particular um and of course dc uh has been i mean you know it's dc not to say that they're bad or anything, but Superman's are always.
0: I've I'm gonna be completely honest. I've never like almost never finished a Superman movie.
1: Yeah, and I mean even we started watching the uh, Teen Titans, the the live action for yeah. a while, and even that I fell off of. Eventually. I fell off of that. Yeah, it's not like they it's not like they're failing necessarily. It's just never really appealed to me. But uh, the Justice League was actually pretty good a few years ago. I didn't. I
0: thoroughly enjoyed the Justice League. And And
1: you're a big fan of Justice League. And Aquaman
0: was pretty awesome. That was a good one. Aquaman's the shit. I've always, I fucking, he's, like I said, I have an affinity uh, towards those underdog characters. And everyone is always dogged on Aquaman. Always. Well, that's because he's just some dude
1: fucking swimming through the
0: yeah 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 i get it this fucking debate does come not to have me, to be my fish can come to the fucking forever. table no i think Look. you you've given me a new appreciation for him because like yeah. the more than that oh he does have more than that you know what it makes that. me think of it makes me think of the other
1: guys with will ferrell and marky mark and they start bitching at each other and he's like i'm a lion or whatever out in, out in the water and he's like well i get me and my tuna friends and you're you're outnumbered like that's what i picture like like that's the only way he wins
0: you know i understand like put batman
1: and him together in
0: a fight which one's gonna win so i mean he's got super strength he's got his trident he's got political connections which are important he is the leader of Atlantis, basically, always, right? Yeah, he's the prince of Atlantis. I've always enjoyed that part because Atlantis, in it and of itself, is a, a pretty fucking awesome myth and and fantastic. Yeah, uh, you know, fiction story. Are we talking
1: and Disney again?
0: No, God damn it! It's a really, that no, Milo. That no. brings That's that a, brings Milo a lot. And Atlantis. <laughs> shut no. up! So that brings a lot more to the page it's beyond just. Fuck you. Would God. you shut up?
1: <laughs> Never don't you fucking come at me like that across this table I swear to
0: god no that brings a lot more to the page than just you know badass superpowers you, you, yeah I mean it's it's he's always been and he has a lot more actual strength than a lot of people give him credit for but that's not really the point that I, I think that DC is highly underrated Batman I've kicks his ass been a
1: Superman f- kicks Batman's ass every Marvel superhero <laughs> kicks his ass
0: I've always been a huge <laughs> fan of DC and the uh, Justice League animated series in yeah, 2001. I do remember sure. watching that. It yeah. was really good. I watched all of it. Big fan. I think that it was uh, well done with a character development and a really cool dynamic going on with all of those characters. And even characters that I didn't particularly like, like Wonder Woman and Superman, we've already talked about our distaste for Superman, well, and I totally and The Wonder it. Woman
1: movie, that first one, pretty fucking solid movie. Oh, solid. I actually yeah. really yeah. liked that. The second one, yeah. I, I, uh, sure. I thought
0: it kind of fell flat near the end of the movie, It especially. wasn't bad, but it
1: definitely, like, the first one was fucking slamming, dude. That was a good movie. Yeah. Now, yeah. with Justice League in mind, though, Josh, how are you feeling about, because this is what I was coming to next, the Zack Snyder cut? with the so Zack snyder was originally filming the justice league and that was the one that came back out in uh, 2017 and he had to leave due to a personal tragedy and i you know i'm not going to go into it but i believe a family member had passed away and joss whedon i think is the one who took over he did a bunch of cutting and re-editing and uh, something like $25 extra on the budget just to redo the movie basically how he wanted to do it. Oh, my God. So he just butchered it, basically. Yeah, in a sense, yes. And, I mean, that's why I think for Justice League, for me, it kind of had fallen a little flat. Like, I loved loved it out of all the DC movies and film and uh, television. That one I did like the most, but it didn't seem like what it could have been. And so now Zack Snyder took over again. He came back, and Warner Brothers has, like, allowed him to basically... Like, no hold bars. Do anything and everything you want. Put your original film and your original cut. The fans called it the Snyder Cut. They begged for it. They let them do it. Four hours long is how long it's going to be. Well,
0: I mean, the trailer looked great. I mean... Yeah, it looked awesome. It looked really intense. A lot of CGI. Everything looked pretty spot on. And I was not disappointed by the last Justice League either. So, I mean, I think that I'll go into, you know, that movie with a, a pretty optimistic outlook. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that that'll be pretty well, rocking. Friday after Four you get out of work. Four hours long, though, you're going to have a sore ass. Or Thursday. Yeah. Thursday after you get out we're of gonna work. We're going to need to, like, make a uh, today. today. there. Today. We'll make Not it. today, but today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to make a, you know, make a thing out of it. Go get some movie snacks in the, in the boxes and all of that stuff. Pretend like we're at the movies. But I think that's a good time to talk about our next topic, DC versus Marvel. Yeah, uh, like I said, fuck DC. <laughs> no, I won't be
1: that harsh. I will say, I do have a very fond memory of going to a uh, high school class every day. Uh, I forget which class, but there was a kid in class who always had like some uh, DC um, jammies on. <laughs> he wore them a lot. And every time I saw him with him, I'd be like, dude, fuck DC like that shit sucks and like look at look at this stupid ass super and we'd have like an argument right there in class about whether it was D- yeah, dc or marvel. or marvel and it was always in good fun we had a really good time like poking fun at each other and i remember i think it was i brought watchman into class when i was reading it and he was like that was our like connection like it wasn't like i said it was never no, it, it was, was a in middle ground. ground but that was the middle no, ground yeah. like oh
0: fuck yeah dude watchman's the shit and it right. was like let's talk okay i think <laughs> you brought up great points uh you know what I think makes DC very appealing in a in a big way is that it is relatable to a more normal crowd, Even like vigilantes, mar- slightly more accessible material. And not it, superheroes. What made Watchmen so cool is that it was like in a contemporary setting, and it was a bunch of supermen that weren't well, not all of them anyway, were wearing leotards. It made them kind of more relatable. Yeah. And what DC, I think, did before Watchmen ever came along was it put their superheroes into a more relatable setting. I would say, yes, as far as, like, the setting goes and, like, the world. But I feel like Marvel kind of has the monopoly on... Bringing real world problems to the superhero, you know. I mean, particularly with Spider-Man, you've got the introduction of the love story, yeah, and yeah. you know, the, oh dude, that's the, the murder thing. of his uncle, and like all of this strife and these complications that he deals with. And he's not just an all-powerful superhero who crushes everybody. He's got big well, problems. the biggest thing is
1: like, why is it that all superheroes obviously need a fucking therapist for themselves before right. they even go and try and help? Everybody. But they're like, well, oh, I'm focused on everybody else, not myself. It's like, bro, go take care of yourself. It,
0: look at batman um you know i don't want to go too deep into that but you've got a dude who is basically a detective it was like a a modern age sherlock holmes the evolution of batman is pretty fascinating actually can you look at any other superhero and say that he's kind of got that detective feel going on with it that's something that's super kind of unique which one to me? Which one wins, Batman or Bruce or Bruce Willis? Bruce Willis. Well, we all know who fucking wins that one. Batman. Bruce Lee. Batman or Bruce Lee? Yeah. I mean, you know that's a tough argument. I've heard this one before a million Goku. times. Goku. <laughs> Goku yeah. Come on. Batman or Goku? Um, Goku. Well, I don't know. Batman has a contingency plan for everything is that is is that is like one up oh yeah it's pretty like well established that batman has a contingency plan to defeat every superhero like even his own allies in the event that they for some reason become his enemy he knows how to whoop their ass so is he your favorite Uh, In the DC universe, yes, but I'm I'm totally a Marvel person. I'm not a huge fan of DC. They have their moments. They have their superheroes that I like. Josh, are are you feeling a little cold and lonely over there? Yeah, no. I think I made my point, though, is that it just makes it feel like a more relatable person. Like a superhero in the Marvel uh, universe is someone with a superpower, something that you don't have. In DC, it's someone who is... It got the same thing going on but it is more of an ordinary person. you want to know why I how do you how do you figure Superman is like the ultimate No, yeah Superman it sucks all That's right fun. well here's another one I'll throw out you off the table. I can't relate to the flash no I do <laughs> I do understand what, you, what you're saying I do understand what you're saying yeah. I mean
1: <clears> you're just <clears> saying that it comes from a more ordinary life like Clark Kent is just some dude. He's just a journalist. I mean, let's face yeah. it, dude. Everybody does that. I mean, Marvel. What? What is Spider Man? He's just a photographer for journalism. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. They, well,
0: on the contrary, though, you, you do have dudes like Reed Richards, smartest man in the world. You know, right, true. You know, stuff like but that. but Batman. He's the greatest martial artist in the world. So, I mean, really, you can draw all of it's the parallels that you want. Yeah, I mean, let's just
1: face it. We all fucking love superheroes. Yeah, yeah. We love the fucking. We love the big dogs. We love them going out and kicking ass. But Marvel's better. Oh. Uh, So, favorite
0: superhero. Who's your favorite? Ryan? Hang on. What were you about to say? No? 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 For me, it's Gambit. (laughs) Uh, I have, like, very fond, very vivid memories of going to the comic book store and buying a comic book that was, you know, for me for the first time. And uh, that was just kind of the one that I picked by chance. Um, but I ended up really really liking Gambit, one, because he's got an awesome name. Uh, second because he fights with kinetic energy in a bow staff. And that to me was super cool and kind of unique. Uh, but m- more importantly, he was a former criminal turned antihero on search, or in search of redemption. And that concept was kind of new to me at the time. You know, this this guy who used to be a part of a thieves' guild, used sleight of hand to trick people all the time, he was sarcastic, yeah, aloof. Yeah, that kind of, like, rogue-y yeah, like, feel to and him. He, and has this, like, I-don't-give-a-fuck attitude. Well, I would say he's probably, he would be my second pick. Uh, I'll say that he had a certain... Um, charm to him, yeah. you know, that uh, New Orleans uh, Creole charm. And I only got two comic books that were, you know, one issue after the other, and I must have read those same two comic books, like, 50 times, just over and over, because I couldn't get any more. Right, right. With it being a small-town comic book store, I'm not even sure if they had any of the next issues that I would have wanted. But, uh, yeah, that, that was, to me, a really cool concept, and, like, you really back to the underdog concept, you really are rooting for him because everybody's dogging on him all the time. Uh, you know, nobody trusts him. And he kind of has to prove himself and has a hard time doing that. It really makes you feel for him and want yeah. him to to do well. Yeah, yeah uh, he, was, he would be my second pick. My first pick uh, is definitely Nightcrawler. Mm, um, nice. I always had... Have... I hadn't even thought of that, but I should have seen that coming yeah I've always he's always been my favorite ever since I was a kid uh loved reading anything X-Men that had Nightcrawler involved in it um you know he wasn't the uh leader or any of the main characters of the original X-Men but I think a lot of what drew me to him is uh he you know he's a demon. Yeah, uh he wasn't that's, that's he wasn't cool. humanoid well he was humanoid but he wasn't a human yeah and it was um he had that uh joker um he g- grew up in the the circus life and he was an acrobat and all of this stuff and he had that kind of a one like you said aloof sort of uh feeling going on I feel on. like that he his was more of like an Aladdin attitude though you know like uh Yeah yeah definitely but then also very, like uh carefree I think a lot of what I remember from his origin story when I was younger, what drew me to it was his um, origin (laughs) story. Yeah, yeah. It was you know he was um, he came from a kind of woebegone past, and he always had these um, kind of issues going on, and he he was a bit of a like crusader. Uh, It didn't come out until a little bit later in um, his uh appearances but he had a, a faith based thing going on Yeah, I remember very specifically one of the Nightcrawler comic books uh that you had that had a, a picture of him on the front in like a priest's outfit. And, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think on top of like a church or something like right. that. That was always a really fascinating uh you know, yeah piece he had of artwork. he had kind of a a deep set faith on a crusader thing going on and i i think that it made me empathetic like you said towards him and him as a character uh, well, and obviously, I, all of the difficulties that he deals with, yeah, is, with his being an outcast and all, and an outcast in a circuit, you know, it, but it's such much a nice so. guy. So you're like, oh, come <laughs> on, very much. Yeah. so. that it, it was very attractive to me. I think that was what really. And his powers were fucking awesome. He didn't have like the coolest or greatest, like Superman. Boom, you know, he can wreck anything. He can go faster than anything, but. You know, uh, Nightcrawler had he had teleportation. He had acrobatics. He had a prehensile tail. Yeah. Um. You know, like, he had a lot of cool stuff going for him. Prehensile was. meaning like uh, kind of had a mind of its own. Is that uh, right? He can grab onto things with it. Oh, he okay. Could it okay. To, uh, and his feet actually were also very kind of ape-like, and okay. he could grab onto things with both his feet and his hands. Gotcha. Which made him a crazy acrobat. Uh, I've
1: got. I feel like it's just a handful of different things. Like I could definitely say like favorite comics would probably have to be uh the the Exiles comics that you used to bring home. Those were pretty cool. Those were Don't, I you feel didn't like, get me started. I feel like I read a bunch <laughs> of those, but um favorite like uh, cinematic characters i would say like guardians of the galaxy i really did
0: love those characters and they I, really nailed those that was uh they were new to me when the movies yeah. came out i hadn't I, really... I don't remember ever seeing a guardians of the galaxy comic before i know they existed i know it was there but i never read one myself right. i never had my hands on one it. what a fantastic concept and like good a group great team yeah okay. just good. so cool team up man. um i Very also off the wall. I really like, you know, uh, Hellboy,
1: uh, both of them, all of the movies that they made, those were great. Um I think uh, a mentionable uh, honorable mention here would be the ghost or the cosmic ghost rider that we all kind of talked about the yeah. one who like did the silver surfer and all that yeah. crazy and it's like the punisher who became the ghost like, he's basically
0: the most powerful
1: comic book yeah, character ever right. going back in time to stop thanos and shit that one was really crazy but i guess to say like as a favorite character i would say probably like wolverine potentially or uh maybe legion i think which again Ooh, i legion didn't know cool. much about legion until that show happened but legion is an awesome character yeah it's a really cool character yeah. really stealing, dark and morbid people's powers and stuff too right yeah, yeah. it's uh xavier's son charles, charles xavier's son Professor right X. Yeah.
0: and i i actually specifically remember reading about legion when I was younger in a a couple of different comic books. Okay. So for the sake of this next argument, uh, we'll say Legion for Ryan nightcrawler for Josh gambit for me. I love how we all went through like an X-Men
1: character basically. Yeah, pretty
0: much. (laughs) Marvel. Who wins in a fight? Yeah. Marvel too. (laughs) Yeah. Oh shit. Uh, who wins in a fight? And, and I guess we, we could discuss the one on ones, but I'm talking right now, like free for all. Don't I steal both of you guys' abilities?
1: And then I can just yeah. Do I what was you guys thinking do. Legion might be that the go-to. That's kind of fucking unfair, honestly. right? Yeah, I mean <laughs> Legion's <laughs> badass. though. So he's pretty cool. That's a Between unfair.
0: Gambit and uh, Nightcrawler, I would say that would be a hard tie-up, especially. I would uh, say Nightcrawler just because of his ability to teleport. To teleport, and all he would do, you know, he would have to do is grab onto you and bamf out, and yeah, done. so as much as i love gambit yeah he's probably uh probably taking the fall on that um you know colin mentioned the comic book store it was a little used bookstore in the town that we grew up in and i uh i can remember (laughs) I can remember sitting on the ground in there uh, when I was younger, and just I would grab comics up and read them, and I would never even (laughs) buy them. them, I would just read them, put them back up on the shelf, and she never mind. That's cool. She never she never cared that I I did that, and but I do. (laughs) I think I used to play the uh, the video game or the video game the comic book uh, market like I you would play the stock market. I would read magazines and find. The new upcoming, the the new uh, the big, big stuff thing that I everybody's talking about, like Witchblade, before it was ever a big thing, and I would try and grab up on the number one issues of comics before they had ever hit it big, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I don't have any of those and they're not worth anything. All I'm really <laughs> getting at is that I did have kind of a knack for catching on to waves of comics no, that were I mean, you know if, up if, and coming. What's that new one that you showed me uh, just recently? Invincible. No, that one's cool. Mm. Uh, and they're making that into an animated uh, series, which is dope. But uh, the, the one that you and I were reading together the other day, like, we had it on a big screen. Oh, and we seven read, to Eternity? Seven to Eternity. Like, it seems to me like that's pretty obscure, but it's such a cool comic book. There's, yeah, You are a really great source for me to find good <laughs> comic book been, reading yeah. material. No, I couldn't even tell you who publishes that, that mm. series either. It's really good, though. Yeah, and it, it's... Uh, it always seemed like you were very like eclectic with your buying though like you know there's stuff all over the place and it well with the comic books it becomes hard to to follow a a story arc because stuff goes all over the place so much especially when you're young like you have not maybe if you uh had grown up with it and you know the system of the story arcs and stuff because there is like a system behind it oh yeah um but it's pretty complex and and no i honestly it's because of the availability it's just I grabbed whatever was available at the comic book store, and we yeah. could ask, you know, we could ask the lady that owned the store to bring in certain things uh, that we were interested in, and she was usually pretty good about it, but, like, carrying on with a series sometimes was nearly impossible. It's impossible. It was just you grab whatever was in the
1: comic book store when it was available. I remember
0: when I bought my first comic books and the Gambit issues, I remember going there, like, I had it in mind that I was going to find the first Iron Man comic book. Book issue. Like, I wanted to read the first issue because I had just heard about Iron Man. Uh, I had learned about Iron Man from uh, Black Sabbath's song. Yeah. <laughs> and same here. I was like, oh man, that's a really cool superhero. And I wanted to see that first issue. And I, I had it in mind. Uh, I'm going to go to the comic book store and I'm going to get that. Good luck on that, bud. Yeah, nope, not happening, bud. Sorry. But uh, that being said, do you, like, what's the longest story arc you've ever been able to follow. Like, you've you've actually, like, just crushed it. I mean, hands down, Exiles, really. Like, that was one that I picked up off of, it uh, was kind of just spur of the moment, you know, Impulse Buy, and uh, I grabbed the first issue and maybe even the consecutive two or three, you know, and uh, I wound up digging around the archives in the comic book store, and I wound up, you know, being able to find almost consecutively say like 30 or 40 comics and I I wound up buying them over the, you know, I'm like saving lunch money and things to buy this at the time because I'm younger. But over the course of a few weeks, I I finally collected a pretty good long running series and it was, uh, it was kind of just a accident that I found it, but. Okay. Uh, so what superpower don't you want? (laughs) Hmm. for me it's psychic powers i don't want to know what other people are thinking about me yeah i don't i don't want to hear it some guys is like you know oh yeah yeah that's cool man all right i'll talk to you later dude and as he's walking away man i freaking hate that guy i don't want to know it uh x-ray vision you don't want x-ray vision seems really like just problematic weird yeah what if you can't turn it
1: off gross like you're just like staring at bones all day or some shit <laughs> got
0: I mean, just see this just seems so not all right uh the ability to see frogs in the dark yeah i don't I don't know that that's a known power, but I definitely don't want it yeah, I mean that would be kind of creepy frogs you'd probably be seeing dark no, frogs everywhere I, did, I mean really i uh I didn't expect that one and i i it I know that's out thought, of the left field yeah. yeah all right so uh most iconic d c superhero I mean I think that's kind of an obvious superman. one right it's gotta be superman. Or Batman. Batman. Or Batman. One of those two. You're not going to pick yeah. anybody else. I say Batman. Yeah, probably Batman. I mean, is. I would like to say Batman because Batman's awesome. But Superhero was kind of like their flagship superhero. Uh, superhero was their super- flagship or Superman. God damn. Double superhero in it. Uh, Double superhero <laughs> duty. <laughs> the, the superhero
1: just called Superhero. I am uh, Superhero. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, this summer. Oh, God. Coming to a theater near you superhero will save the day
0: <laughs> uh so most iconic marvel superhero i feel like that's a more difficult one to pin down mm. Mm. spider-man i would kind of think spider-man maybe even neck and neck with iron man just because i I'm i mean lately think, li- yeah because of the movie all right don't take uh cinematic universe okay okay not, Yeah. yeah. that makes a lot more sense spider-man yeah yeah. I would say yeah. Spider-Man. What about, what about Fantastic Four? No, still Spider-Man?
1: Yeah. I feel like more kids know about Spider-Man than they do Fantastic Four. That's true. Even without the cinematic universe.
0: All right, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man. Case closed. Case closed. <laughs> um, if you don't agree with us, you can leave us a comment, send us a message. You know, Let us know what you think uh, about our episode or about the things that we think about superheroes, uh, why we're wrong, why we're right. Uh, you know, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Then you can find us on
1: Facebook, uh, not to mention, or the tag is at uh, not2m, or you can uh, find us on Spotify, Apple, Google, other major streaming services. And uh, be sure to check back in with us and check out our YouTube videos, check out our previous episodes. Yeah, I'm round. Ren- uh, thank oh. you,
0: every. Ooh. Ooh. Uh. And thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm Josh. (laughs) I'm Ryan. I'm Colin.